What's up, guys? Welcome back to another 10 Fitman podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about how to play your best tennis in matches, meaning, you know, how not to underperform. And uh, we're going to go into details regarding different types of routines that you should have before, during, and after your match. And all this combined should really help you to kind of achieve your highest level of play. So let's get into it. So I believe this is a very interesting topic and something that bothers many, many players out there on all the possible levels, you know, starting from like club level players to intermediate, more advanced and even the pros and professional players. This is a topic that, you know, it's never enough to talk about and uh, discuss and you know, share the experiences and ideas and any advice and tricks that kind of worked well. So this is one of the reasons why today I would like to talk about this. And uh, so to start with, I would like to go, I would like to kind of separate this episode and this, this topic into three, three parts. And as I mentioned in the introduction, it's going to be uh, the the pre-match routines, so something that you do to prepare yourself for, for your match, and then during the match, and then post-match or after the match, all the things that uh, you can and you should do to kind of, you know, put you in a better place in terms of performing for those big moments, you know, when you're on the stage, not just in training, but when you're actually playing a tournament or some big event, so... To start with, we're going to go into pre-match routines coming up next. So, for the pre-match routines, which mean basically your preparation for the match, we will go all the way possibly a day or two before your match. And uh, we will assume that you might know your opponent. So, if you're playing a, a tournament, usually there is a draw. Well, not always, but on some more official tournaments, you are familiar with the draw one or two days before the match. So you should kind of know who is your opponent. And that is something like that. It really makes a big difference, you know, on different levels. So if you compare amateur level and club level players and the professionals, the pros, they they prepare into the tiniest details and they know every little element of the opponent's game. Of course, sometimes you, you cannot do it if you don't know the opponent, but you know you, you kind of try and you reach out, find ways to, to get all the possible uh, sources of information, find out anything about the player, and actually you can kind of tailor your game, you can adjust your style, but the first thing is uh, to kind of know what's their game, what are their strengths and weaknesses. And then you kind of assess and make a decision, should you adjust your game and how to adjust it. So, for example, if they are, if the opponent is kind of, you hear they're like a, just a grinder, a baseline player, very solid ground strokes and just a counter puncher. And uh, your game is aggressive, in aggressive style and you, know, you like to come to the net, maybe, maybe you will not have to adjust the game so much in general because against that opponent like you you really want to play your game and you want to kind of break their the wall right but 
for example, if, if you are also a counter-puncher and you play a similar style, maybe you want to mix it up, you want to do something different, you know, so there is always this element of kind of being able to adapt and ad- adjust your game, you know, in relation to your opponent and the circumstances. So that's one very important thing to do prior to your match, and that can be one or two days, or even on a day of a, of a match, you know, if you have some time, you can... You can quickly do this analysis and prepare yourself mentally. The second thing here for the pre-match routine uh, would be uh, visualize, visualization, right? And this is about vi- visualizing all the little details. You know, you can imagine the court we're going to play, if you know already. And uh, it really helps if you can imagine, you know, how the court looks like, the conditions, the atmosphere, how you're going to feel, you know, the feeling in the stomach, in the guts. And then you can kind of imagine and visualize ideal shots, your excitement, you know, like getting into the match, engaging. Even even the pressure moments, if it's like you're on a, a set point up, you know, and, and they're serving, uh, how you're going to approach that situation. Obviously, that can change during the match, but it's it's very, very good to kind of imagine and already go through that and go through those moments the difficult moments and uh, imagine that you're winning some tough points you know you you kind of want to have the positive mindset and imagine all these good things in the match and you're enjoying it and even you know something as positive as like shaking hands in the end with your smile with a smile on your face that can be like super super helpful and uh so that that will be maybe uh, the second stage and then the third the third stage obviously is going to be the warm-up the physical warm-up you know, in details, including the dynamic stretching of every single muscle in your body, you know, getting the, the sweat going, that's very important because it can really, really change the state of the whole body and, and also the mind. Once you get going, you know, the sweat is coming off, you know, uh, everywhere and you are you're kind of getting getting engaged. So it's very important not, not to go cold into the match, which many players, I think, make these mistakes. And uh, also... Playing tennis, you know, to kind of warm up on a tennis court as well. Sometimes this is not an option, but, you know, you should do your best, you know, to do that. Because if you, if you watch the pros, I had plenty of experiences. Every single one of them, they will spend quite quite a lot of time on tennis court. And obviously, this is very individual. And uh, some players spend more time, like Tsitsipas, he, he can be at one, one and a half hours on tennis court before the match. Uh, whereas Nick here, is, uh, he spends like five to ten minutes on court total for the warm up. So it just as long as you kind of feel good on court and uh, you know you you should be fine. And uh, lastly, and maybe even the most important, <clears throat> you want to decide to go out there and have a blast. You know, to go out there, have fun, and uh, of course you kind of want to have the winning mindset that should be in your in your head. But it shouldn't be the main thing. You just you just want to kind of go out there and have fun and play, play, you know how you want to play. Of course, you know according to your strategy and tactics. But just in general, having fun should be your main goal, and uh, that can really change everything. So that will be all the, for the pre-match routines. And now going into the main part, and that is the the match routines and uh probably the main the main thing and something that 
you can do during the match, obviously, and that you need to focus on. The main goal is to stay in the moment. So that's going to be the ultimate goal. So all these routines during the match kind of, you know, go towards that same goal to be present in the moment. So there should be no past, no future in your mind, only now, only, you know, staying in the now. And that, that is the most challenging and most difficult task. And uh, I also listened to Novak Djokovic the other day on some interview and he was talking about that. And even on that level, these guys, they also have constant, as he as he described it, a constant work, you know, and trying to stay present because you always have the, have the thoughts, you know, how you play that shot or, you know, what if, what if this happens in this game? So even on that level, they have these thoughts, but then, you know, they're, they're so good at it that they're able to kind of acknowledge the thought and then just let, let the thought go and then immediately get present. So, but in order, in order to kind of help yourself to, you know, cope better with those situations, though, there are some little, you know, routines and tricks and maybe some, some of them you already, you, you've seen many times uh, when you watch those matches on TV on these different sport channels and maybe you're not even aware. For example, when, you know, Rafael Nadal does all these crazy things before the serve, this is actually part of his routine and that's kind of, that's, that's what brings him in the in that present moment. So he's, you know, he's doing that thing and that kind of brings him that familiar feeling, you know, because he always goes through the same thing and he's focused on that, how he taps the ball and then uh, whatever, you know, uh, puts puts his equipment, like touches like his uh, headband and whatever, the hair fixes that part. It's it's more just like staying in the present. And uh, basically what, what you want to do is you want to remember this one very, very good quote, and that is uh, the slow motion gets you there faster. So you want to do whatever, you know, you think of, whatever it can work for you to distract your mind and all the senses by focusing on something very simple, you know, that, that you can either see, that you can like visually notice. So that can be just some detail, some object towel, the bottle of water or drink when you're sitting, the racket or something that you can hear. So it can be like, like your inside talk, like inside you that you can, you know, you have some conversation with yourself in this, uh, in some moments or some sounds on the court or around the court. If you just focus on that, you know, those uh, senses that the, the, in this case, the visuals or the sounds, it can bring you to that very moment. Even the touch, you know, the sense of touch, you can like, you know, some players look at the strings and then uh, fix the strings focusing on that or like the balls, you know, you kind of arrange the balls in your hand. It really brings your attention to that very detail. And then you kind of distract your mind from what's actually happening. And it's maybe a break point, your break point down or, or down or set point down or whatever. So you're distracting your mind. Uh, even the taste, you know, during the changeover, some snack or drink, you just enjoy the drink, enjoy uh, the banana, whatever, you know, without, uh, without having any other thoughts. And uh, also the feel, the feel in your body, very, very simple example is to think about your footwork. You know, as you step in the court, you want to move as fast as you can. And, you know, you can feel that the legs are working and uh, that can also distract your mind. And now, maybe maybe the most important thing here, in my opinion, during for the match routines is the consistent breathing. That's something that you can always control no matter what's the situation, you know. 
even even though sometimes you would think like oh i cannot now bother with breathing you know it's i'm break point down or i'm i'm doing the second serve oh my god oh my god oh my god and then the heart rate goes like into this erratic mode which is which is the problem and uh, i was i was watching this uh, experiment on the stage uh, there was a, there was a speech and uh, some live experiment and uh, it was amazing because they they described how this uh, why we get this mental blocks or why we kind of uh, freeze or, or get this uh, tight feeling, you know, it's because of this uh, erratic uh, breathing. When you get excited and when you get super nervous, you kind of forget about your breath. And then there is this heart rate goes goes into this erratic mode, which kind of uh, how they describe it, they, it kind of uh, creates this mental blocks. But if you if you purposely, you know, and you focus on the breathing and you do it in a, in a certain manner, for example, four seconds inhale and then six seconds exhale, and you do it for you know maybe a couple of times or even a minute during the changeover. It creates more coherent breathing, and that kind of you know channels out, and those mental blocks are kind of like released, and uh, you you're feeling much more loose. The body, the mind, it kind of connects better. And uh, that's that's very simple, and you will see a lot of players doing the changeover. Sometimes they they close their their eyes. Maybe they have some inner inner voice, some talk inside. But mostly you can see that they're just focusing on the breathing. And uh, I also talked to some of them. They also mentioned just like deep breaths. But uh, if you if you're really intentionally doing that breathing, that's also kind of distracting your mind. Imagine it's like you know super important point. It's tie break, third set, five all. And then you just, if you think about the, the next point, oh my God, like whoever wins has the match point. Instead, you just focus on one, two, three, four, and then you just count the seconds inside and, you know, that, that, that's all, all you care about. Just, and then, and then you go in the point and then, you know, you can have a strategy or whatever, but that before point, you need to kind of loosen up and you can do that between the points or doing changeovers. Uh, another thing, you can have a certain serve routine or taking the towel, taking your time whenever needed, you know, slowing down the match and uh, being aware that, you know, you have the right so you can you can uh, take your time if you need it. And uh, one more time, uh, in my opinion, that the big thing is that you can always control apart from breathing is the footwork. So you should focus on a footwork. And uh, it's it's one of the rare controllable things, you know, during the during each point. So this is something you can actually focus on during the point. So some of the routines, it's like before the points, between, you know, during the changeovers. But during the point, I think uh, it's very good. Obviously, it's a bit tough to focus on the breathing during the point. Probably not so advisable. I would not recommend that. But if you focus on your footwork, I'm going to move as best as I can, adjust to every ball, get in a perfect position and, uh, you know, play some reasonable shots. But focus on, on footwork, you know, get that burning feeling and... It's always gonna help a lot. First of all, you're gonna hit hit better shots, be in better balance, and also again distracting your mind. So that was the part two, and these were the the match routines. So during the matches, and uh, now we're gonna go into the post match routines. Okay, and finally we're gonna go into the post match routines, and uh, some things that you should definitely do every time after your match. And uh, the primary goal for this is to learn, right? To kind of analyze uh, what happened and, you know, get some value from that and be more prepared next time, 
even even if you you know won the match, you can always learn something from that. But uh, first of all, after the match, I highly recommend that you should first cool down. You know, different different players like to do different things. Uh, I kind of like to be on my own for a bit, and uh, you know, kind of cool down. It always you always feel like kind of a release of all the tension, you know, especially if it was some big match and it was a tough match. So it's it's uh, very important to kind of first cool down, not just the body, but also your mind. And then you start with, with some nice stretching. Maybe you can do some easy jog, uh, easy biking. I, I see a lot of uh, pros, they go in the gym and they just sit on a bike and, and just pedal, you know, for like 15, 20 minutes, very easy. And then they do a, a long stretch. They have somebody to help them. But uh, in reality, you know, you can do it on your own. Very important to do a good stretch. And then already during the stretching, you know, you can slowly kind of gather your thoughts about the match. Uh, again, regardless of, you know, the outcome, uh, if, you, if you won or lost the match, it doesn't really matter. You, you, can, you should always address, address good things, what was working well, where you did a good job and uh, what, what you should do more of. You know what were your strengths and uh, you should also on the other side recognize what can be better you know which which parts which areas you can improve and uh, kind of you should reflect on the on the strategy you know what was the what what were the tactics before the match and uh, did you follow through uh, what was the difficulty about that were you able to execute on your plan or maybe something went in a different way so you can also kind of think about that and uh, for the next time, uh, prepare better. And uh, also very, very important is to accept the outcome, you know, as, as the part of the game and the process. So, you know, if you lost, that's it. Obviously, it's going to be tough no matter who you are, even for the, for the professional players who do that like regularly, you know, for living. They still have tough times uh, losing, especially, you know, depends on the character. Some players, you know, are very kind of competitive and uh, really hate losing. I know, I know some players maybe don't get so emotional after, but usually those like, you know, the, the players who are obsessed, you know, with, with the game and they, they, they like winning, it's, it's very tough to, to accept the loss. But in the end, everybody loses eventually. And if you think about uh, one tournament, there's going to be only one player uh, uh, who will not lose. So all the others will be basically losers. And I think somebody once said that tennis is a game of losers, you know. Uh, but basically any sport, any sport, if you think, like if, if only the first place, even in athletics or whatever, uh, if, if whoever is the first one, the gold medal is not, is, is the winner, then everybody else, you know, are, are losers. But tennis specifically, you know, like every time like you lose, you're out. So you have to accept it. And uh, again, if you win, you kind of should, you know, be happy about it. But then again, not get too emotional about it. You, you know, kind of, you should shake it off uh, quite, clicky, quite quickly so you can be ready for the next match. Obviously, un unless it's the final, then you can, you know, go and celebrate. But again, should be uh, ready for the next challenges after that. And uh, yes, that, that will be it, you know, for the post-match routines, uh, learning from, from your match uh, in either outcome and you know being better prepared for the next one so that was it for today's episode about you know playing your best tennis in matches and uh, performing at your highest level and we talked about all the routines 
before, during and after match, you know, starting from, you know, preparing for, for your opponent, uh, getting some tactics and strategy for, for the match and uh, also doing the visualization, warming up and uh, going out there to have fun. You know, that's very important uh, during the match, uh, being present in a moment, uh, realizing that, you know, slowing down uh, can really help you and focusing on all the little details around you, distracting your mind and senses uh, so that, you know, you're not really thinking of what's happening or what's the result, what's the score. And you can just have some little routines, uh, you know, fixing your strings or taking a towel and uh, focusing on your footwork. The very big one here was consistent breathing. You're just uh, aware of your breath and that kind of calms you down and uh, gets you ready for the next point. And uh, after the match, you know, learning and analyzing after you cool down and stretch. And uh, that's it, you know, accept that the winning and losing are both part of the game. And that's it. You just uh, have fun regardless of the outcome. And that's it. So... Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I really enjoyed it. I really had fun. It's it's amazing to be able to share all these thoughts and experiences. And I would be very happy if you can find a way to, you know, uh, get back to me, uh, give some feedback, what are your thoughts, and maybe suggest some uh, future topics uh, for the next episode. And uh, you, can, you can find me on any of the social media platforms. You can just DM me and mention the podcast and uh, I will really really appreciate that and once again thanks you uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, enjoy your matches have fun have blast and prepare always be ready and have a routine that that can really help until next time